Hi, and welcome to the Hungry for Authenticity podcast, an unpolished show where I, your host, Megan Johnson, think deeply out loud. Ultimately, I aim to seek biblical truths on tough topics with you. Today, we're talking about two podcast recommendations I have and homosexuality and abortion, which will conclude our series that we're doing. So let's get rolling. Let's start with a few matters of business. First, I want to make a correction from an earlier podcast episode. I think I had mentioned that, I think I said in Ephesians 1, 1 through 10 is a great gospel succinct message. Turns out I recently learned I was wrong. I meant Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, not Ephesians 1, 1 through 10. So just want to make that correction. Then I'm going to recite Ephesians uh, so f- that I have memorized so far. And then I, <laughs> I hear a toddler asking me to fix her iPad. So I have a feeling I might get paused for a second. And then we'll talk about some podcast recommendations I have. Okay, I am back. We're going to do Ephesians 1. Okay, here we go. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of, counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in God might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory." This next part I just learned yesterday, so we'll see. For this reason, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to you, remembering you in my prayers, so that the Father, so that God, the Father, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, I think I got that. Sweet. Okay, that was, I believe, is Ephesians 1, 1 through about 18. Uh, So we're just chipping away at that. My chip away principle. That was from an earlier podcast episode. So we have, have two podcast recommendations for you. One is knowing faith and Knowing faith is, if you, I'm a big, big fan of Jen Wilkin, and she, with two other guys, Kyle Worley and JT English, are all theologians, uh, and they are all friends, and I I believe they all met at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas, and that's Matt Chandler's church, um, 
basically, yeah, they, they're known for, they kind of started this thing called training the church where they did in-depth Bible teaching. And obviously Jen Wilkin has a big following, has written many books and I just like her deal. And so I always find anything Jen Wilkin makes me excited. This, I mean, this podcast has been going on forever. This Knowing Faith one, I've listened to it years ago, but I, I took a break from it as I was listening to some other stuff. But I always keep coming back to it. And I think the reason why is because it feels like I'm doing theology with my friends who challenge me and have done more studying than I have on the topic. And they're just smarter than me. (laughs) And I just, I really enjoy, I just, I feel like I always, in every episode, I learn more than one thing that I hadn't learned before. And it just feels like I'm hanging out with, like I'm, there's this difference between when I listen to an audible book, it kind of feels like it's just me. But when you're listening to a podcast, especially when there's multiple people on the podcast that I respect, it, I don't know, it feels like you're in this community and you're just kind of listening in on their conversation. And one thing, so they have an Exodus series they're going through and they don't go, they don't do like a Bible teaching. It's more of a discussion and they're assuming that either you are familiar with the text or you read it before you listened and they don't go through all the things but they're going through exodus and they started it in 2023 so i'm going back to those kind of whenever that series started and working through it and one thing like for example i learned was this word called teva so t-e-v-a-h i believe so that word is a Hebrew word, and it's the same word uh, that for Moses's basket. You know the the wood that was made to make Moses' basket when his mom and his sister sent him down the river. That same word is used only in one other spot, and it's in the ark, Noah's ark, and how it was the same wood that Noah used to build the ark. And this is a picture of deliverance through something. So just that simple word is a picture of our salvation. God carried, delivered Moses, delivered Noah and his family through something, through the water. Actually, both of them were through water, and it's a picture of our salvation. And just like, I mean, that was just one of many things I've learned. And they're tracing themes throughout Exodus. Um, and then because Exodus, I mean, all the Bible is obviously inspired and important, but their point is that Exodus has reverberates is the word they use throughout the whole Bible and to have a, and people are familiar with Exodus enough that sometimes the fam- familiarity prevents people from wanting to study it more. And I'll agree. I think maybe I was in that camp, like, okay, I got the general idea of Exodus, but the way that they're diving into the themes has definitely opened my eyes to the other things I've learned throughout the Bible and how it all ties in. It just, it's taking me to a deeper understanding and I've really enjoyed it. So I like their series. Uh, Then their most recent podcast episode was, it's called Live at the Gospel Coalition Conference. And so they recorded uh, an episode in front of like hundreds of people And they basically talked kind of in general about Exodus. And I want to read you two quotes from Jen Wilkin and JT regarding holiness that stood out to me. 
I guess it's also probably, I don't know if this is important to mention, but Kyle Worley ended up, they all met at the Village Church, but they've all since, well, two of them have dispersed. Kyle Worley ended up starting a church plant, I think somewhere else in Texas. Jen Wilkin is still at the Village Church, still teaching women's Bible studies. And then JT ended up um, becoming a pastor at a church in Colorado. So they, their joke is like they used to all be in like in a closet because <laughs> that's all they had to record uh, back in the day when they did the podcast. Then it ended up becoming more of a Zoom thing. And now anytime they get all three of them are together at one time, it's in front of hundreds of people recording, which is kind of funny. Okay. So they talked a lot about Exodus. Um, like I said, the kind of general top, generally speaking, and they were talking a lot about law and grace. Um, as I'm kind of skimming this quote, it <laughs> doesn't really have a lot to do with law. But anyway, I like what JT said about holiness. He said, when you come into the temple of God, a.k.a. churches or anywhere that Christians congregate, where you're going to experience is a broken people or weary so- sojourners and wanderers who are still struggling with the ongoing and besetting effects of sin. However, because we also have the presence of God, we are also learning how to live as a new society of Christ that is full of the Holy Spirit, living in a new way. He then says that, or then JT says that Jesus says in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Then Jen Wilkin continues this thought and she says that they may see your good deeds. We forget how compelling it is to people when they see not just people who are obedient to the law, but they see people who are living as the way we are meant to live. The problem is once after you're saved is that sin still feels more natural to us than righteousness does. We have to relearn and we reacquire an appetite for righteousness and an appreciation for that righteousness is what we're built for. Everything about you is built for the work of holiness, but we've forgotten it and we have to have it remembered to us by the Holy Spirit as he applies the gospel to our hearts. But it's about being human. It's not about being superhuman or being ethereal. It's about being a human who's made in the image of God. One second. So here are my thoughts on like what they had said kind of triggered in my mind. So I have been thinking a lot about what I want for Hungry for Authenticity. I spoke about this a bit in my small business coaching episode. And I think... Hungry, like, I hope Hungry for Authenticity, hopefully, will attract Christians who are wanting to think deeply and biblically about tough topics. Like, that's the thing. But ultimately, the people that will meander over here are sojourners and wanderers who are still struggling with the ongoing and besetting effects of sin, as JP, JT puts it. So I guess my hope, like, with that in mind... I th- I guess, I don't know. I think I have to remember that it's like we are all hopefully striving toward holiness. 
And I guess I'd hope that for Hungry for Authenticity, whoever ends up here, whoever God brings over to this little corner of the internet and the podcast world, that they will desire to live as a new people full of the Holy Spirit in a new way. And that together, because I'm along in this boat too, I like I want to relearn and reacquire a taste for righteousness, as Jen Wilkin puts it. And I think that's what ministry is, or I guess it should be, is together we're just trying to relearn and reacquire a taste for righteousness or holiness. And I don't know. I think that's what actually I brought a few more thoughts down here. Okay. I don't, we'll see where I was going with this. Uh, I was reminded of Paul as a tent maker and he, it was, as we've been studying acts in my Bible study and he worked as a tent maker, but also preached the gospel in the synagogues and to the Gentiles. It was interesting is I think they made our American culture, but we like maybe the American Christian culture where like ministries can be wildly successful and profitable. But if we look at Paul's example, like he was working his tail end off doing a, a task, a skill, but also finding time to preach the gospel. And it reminds me of Pastor Armstrong, Stephen Armstrong of Verse by Verse Ministry International. Uh, he ended up passing away in 2021, I believe. And he kind of did the same thing. He was He worked full time when he started off and just w- was going into, I think every week he somehow at the church, a church, he was teaching verse by verse study and he just kept doing that. And I think there's something, it, so translating that to my life, because my current job is, although it doesn't bring in income, is I'm a mom. Like that's what I do all day. That takes up a lot of my time. And it's not, and I think I get frustrated when I really want to like put the effort into Hungry for Authenticity and I want to be reading and studying, but there are times when it's physically impossible to do that when I'm trying to like get lunch together or do laundry or make dinner <laughs> or discipline a toddler. And I'm trying to, and it gave me a perspective of in anything I'm doing, I'm trying to relearn and reacquire righteousness. And part of that humbling experience is not being able to do the things I want to do, even though they are good things like studying and reading the Bible. Um, because, yeah. So I think it's kind of this thing. It's like, if I want, if I have to work hard, like if I want to put effort into hungry for authenticity, I find room in the little gaps to make it happen because I am very passionate about this and learning and but also recognizing that I do have a full-time job (laughs) aka being a mom that does take priority um, sometimes over my learning and all that and then okay here's another final thought is I was talking to Ben 
and I told him I, you know, I just finished this. I actually just recently finished a really solid first draft of my book and it felt like a big milestone. I hit my page slash word count. Uh, yeah, creating content is very, is it's very exhausting, but editing is a lot more fun and kind of refining. Uh, so just producing the content was a big milestone in getting it where it's readable and understandable and to a point where it can be refined and fine-tuned. And I was telling Ben, I reread it recently, start to finish. And as I'm reading it, I realized, oh, this all goes back to the gospel. I think I mentioned this early podcast or episode that and Ben's like, well, that's that should be the goal. Like everything should be pointing back to the gospel. And it doesn't have to be this like perfect gospel presentation every time, but essentially it's a problem and solution. We have a problem, sin, we have the solution, Christ. And everything that I'm doing hopefully keeps pointing back to the gospel. Oh, we got, we got, okay, next one. This leads me into another podcast episode. So I have mentioned John Christ. He is a comedian and he has a podcast called Net, Net Positive. And recently he interviewed Dave Barnes, who's a music artist. And I've heard of Dave Barnes, not because I listen to music. <laughs> I It's not like I'm against music. I just, if I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be a podcast or a book. Uh, and him and a guy named John McLaughlin uh, created the Dadville podcast. And I actually did listen to it many years ago. And they're quite funny um, and very real about being a dad and so Dave Barnes and John Chris got into this conversation about content creating and being famous. And there's some, I, I sort some things down that I really enjoyed. Um, they categorize content creators into two categories. One are people who like the appeal of being famous and making it a full-time career and all the accolades. And the other category are people who do it simply because they just love it, despite the other stuff that comes with it. John Chris constantly mentions Taylor Swift. And he did, he mentioned Taylor Swift because she's a great example of this. She has all the money in the world. She has sold out arenas, but I mean, she's gone platinum records. She has all the things. Yet, she still is writing her own music. I'm sure she doesn't write, I don't know if she writes all of it, but I actually recently watched a Taylor Swift documentary. And at least from the documentary, it looks like she writes her own music. And despite having everything, she still does what she loves. And then John Chris mentioned um, back in when COVID first, you know, hit the United States, there's a lot of new up and coming comedians and he said they dispersed because they, when, when the platform and the fame was taken away, it was no longer motivating for a lot of new comedians. But John Chris, although he does have a lot of, I'm assuming a lot of money, he's sold out. He has quite, quite the rap sheet. He loves comedy so much and he's like, I have to get this out of my brain that he would do parking lot shows. And so he to like where it was kind of like a drive in cars would come in, listen to him and they would honk if they were laughing. And he said it it was not the same vibe as, you know, being in a stadium or, you know, wherever he 
you know, in an auditorium. But it, I mean, his thing is, if this is in you, he's like, it sounds like Lord of the Rings, but if it's in you, you will find a way. And he's seen this time and time again, the people that are truly passionate will keep finding a way to make it happen. And so it kind of makes me think again, a lot about hungry for authenticity is I don't Yeah. I, I feels like it's something that I, I don't need comedy. I don't use my outlet isn't comedy necessarily, but I have all the stuff in my brain that despite, and obviously I don't have all the money and the accolades <laughs> behind it, but I have to get it out. And if people want to listen or read it, great, but I just, I, I have to get it out somehow. And his, John Chris thing is like, if you do, if you make $1 doing the art you love, it's, it's a success. You've won already. You've already achieved the thing. It's kind of interesting mindset. Instead of being like, I will be satisfied when I break even or when I make enough money to make this more of a job or when so many people download the podcast or buy the books or whatever. But it's never going to be enough because once you get to that point, you're like, okay, well, I got there. What's the next goal? And so his thing is if you've made $1, <laughs> you've won. Now you're just doing what you love. And I have made over $1 from my books. And so I've kind of, it's kind of helped me like reframe my mindset of do this because I love it. Because I've already won. I've already had the success. <laughs> I've already made the dollar. Uh, doing what I love and um, everything else is just for fun and otherwise I mean like I said I would get this I have to get this out of my brain and I have a very loving husband and I would I mean I generally just follow him around the house I just kind of yap his ear off with all my thoughts and all he needs to do to get me going is what's on your mind what are you thinking? Sounds like you're thinking about something. I'm like, well, <laughs> so in a way the podcast gives me, helps me. It's like weirdly therapeutic. It helps get my brain. It helps me get a little bit more organized, a little bit more performance pressure than just following Ben around the house. Helps me verbalize it, but also the recording aspect makes me think, you know, it's out there and I can always retrieve that information if I need to. And I found it therapeutic in the fact that once I verbalize my thoughts in a somewhat organized way, my brain just moves on and it's, it's done and I can move, think about and obsess over the next thing. Uh, so anyway, that's something, but I've been thinking a lot about like kind of the content creating thing. Okay. Then we're going to head, gosh, I have a lot. I wrote a lot to talk about today. Hmm. I'm considering doing something different because I'm about to go travel for a little bit, see some family, and I'm kind of thinking I'll end it here and then I will record another one where we cover the homosexuality and abortion, finish up the series, so I have some wrap-up thoughts there. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to do that. Last thought regarding Jen Wilkin is I just recently noticed or I learned that she's putting out a revelation series and I have been following Jen Wilkin for a very long time and she 
I remember her, someone had said either on an interview or something about like, hey, you should do a revelation study. And she said, I will never do that. <laughs> uh, she's like, I am not walking into that trap. And then look at this. She's, uh, it sounds like uh, it was like July, 2024. It's going to come out. And I'm very much looking forward to what she has to say and reading it and doing it. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think that might be a, a thing down the line. Uh, but anyway, I think we're going to end it there. We just talked about some podcasting thoughts. That was kind of fun. And I'll catch you next time when we're actually finish up the why Christianity offers more than progressive culture series. Okay. I'll catch you next time. Next time. Bye. Oh,